Democracy's Basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On today's meeting, we have improvement vector candidates, innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and various other things as the agenda permits. This meeting is now in session. Hello. Good afternoon. How are things? Oh, things are great. The uh, I believe we're nearing uh, sort of the generic uh, Yuletide celebration time. Yeah, miscellaneous mess. So miscellaneous mess. Yes. yes. So so I've been decorating the boiler room with random items. Yes. As, as according to the traditions of miscellaneous mess. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I loved the uh, the, the strings of uh, paper clips that you did. Those were lovely. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I tried to make the paper clips as random as possible. Very good. Yeah. Just yeah. keep everything miscellaneous. So, shall we take attendance? Yeah, we should totally take attendance. Okay. I would love that. So, first, uh, first off, do we have uh, Chalupi Ned? Chalupi Ned. Chalupi That's Ned. me. You, you're I'm Chalupi Ned. You, you are the 1970s like New Mexican entrepreneur who ended up distributing chalupas in Albania? I did. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I'm here today to talk about that. Uh, that whoa, Jesus, sorry. And I'm also to like <laughs> flick switches that I should not be flicking. Obviously. Yes. You know something? You don't, you don't look like this. any photos of Chalupi Ned I've ever seen. Okay, I'm a fraud. <laughs> I'm not Chalupi Ned. I, I didn't think so. Because, uh, you know, I realize... I think I mixed up the letters in in his name. Oh no! It should be just take that around. Should be Paul Deshen. That's actually me this time. All right, I am Paul so, Okay, you're not you're not fooling with me this time. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll uh, we'll go with that. Okay, and the other attendee we have tonight, uh, Ogranda Manny. That is you. I am Ogranda Manny. You are totally Ogranda Manny. I don't feel like an Ogranda Manny. You look like an Ogranda Manny. I know, you know, because I'm just now that I look at it, I'm pretty sure that I've mixed up the letters a bit. <laughs> oh no! Uh, hold on, let me let me fix this. Um, well, it should probably read Aiden Morgan. Oh yeah, that could be you too. Okay, I think Although that's me. Although you really look more like an Ogranda to me. I, I feel I feel like an Ogranda sometimes, but uh, not Ogranda no. Manny. That's no. Uh, that's a whole. That's a whole other backstory, <laughs> which I'm not even going to get into. No, dang. No. Another time. I hope I didn't wreck it. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> so, all right. I, I realize we have other people in the room. We, we have, do. We have improvement vector candidates. We in totally the room with us have improvement evening. vector candidates in the room. We have uh, Leslie McNabb. Hi, Leslie. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm really good. And Leslie is. Uh, what's your official title? My official title is. United Steelworkers staff staff representative. All right, and you're representing the cab drivers uh, in the city here. Some of the some cab of the cab drivers in the city. Yes. Right, <laughs> and we also have Syed, who is a cab driver in the city. Hello, how's everyone tonight? And I would like to say everyone uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. As a cab driver, I would say everyone, please take a safe ride home. Don't drink or drive, and we'll there for you to serve. <laughs> Good point. Awesome. Well said. For Christmas or miscellaneous miss, which is what we celebrate here at the Bureau. Yeah. Okay, so we got you in. Uh, last week we were talking about this, and... Uh, we've had a very like 
It's a lovely intro, but I, I have to bring up like a very tragic incident. Uh, we talked about this last week that uh, a cab driver in town uh, has had been stabbed. Uh, it was November 24th, and uh, there was an incident in his cab, uh, and the altercation spilled over onto the cab driver himself. He was stabbed multiple times. He is, as far as I understand, he is still in a medically induced coma, still yep. in critical condition yes. in the hospital, yep. and uh, the. The person who committed this act, so there were three people in the back. The person who committed the um, the assault on both of the other passengers and the cab driver, uh, Iqbal Singh Sharma is the cab driver. Uh, Aaron Redwood, 20 years old, uh, he's been taken into custody, and he was, um, it was, have I got all that right? Um, so naturally, after an incident like this happens, I think a lot of people are thinking about cab driver safety and so that's why we got you guys in we want to talk about um we can talk about what we've heard it's like out there till you know the cows come home but uh Syed, you, you you drive mm -hmm. you drive cab in the city um <clears throat> say like i don't know i don't even know how to ask this question like <laughs> is it safe out there for you guys well, uh, definitely, like, it's, uh, the incident happened with the, the, the co-op guy. It was, like, shocking for mm -hmm. everyone, every cab driver. Now, because of this incident, we don't feel safe on the road. Right. Because we never know who, who you're going to pick up, what kind of trouble you're going to get into it. Yeah, it's, it got a lot of concern about this, about the security thing. Uh, first, we talk about, about the cameras. Cameras are still there. Mm -hmm. But again, the camera is not going to stop a crime or prevent a crime. That's it's just for the recording. Uh, do the example, like, if someone wants to do the crime, they'll know the cameras are there. So, but they will still commit the crime. Uh, a lot of the cab drivers, are, you know, they're asking about the, the safety, what we can do about it. And a lot of people, they have concern about the safety glass. Right. Yeah. Like it's called a partition or something. It's uh, Winnipeg. Uh, he, they have it. Yeah. I've noticed in like in other large cities, like in New York, for example, a lot yeah. of the cabs I've taken there have had the partitions. Yeah. So. yeah. And uh, I think uh, uh, they had it before, but some reason they have to just, uh, you know, remove the shields. I don't know <laughs> what kind uh, things what things are those I have no idea but uh, a lot of people know they required the glass yeah uh, like as as a cab driver me like on Halloween night it it, it happened to me yeah. so you on Halloween night you were assaulted yes oh yes we did and uh, so what happened well what happened is like I pick up the person uh, from the bar and uh, took him somewhere at, the, at his house and uh, in the middle of the conversation like he he actually started uh, pushing me okay well I was trying to make sure like he uh, make him calm down that he don't get involved because I have no idea what kind of weapon he, he got in his pocket oh, of course uh, I have no idea I'm just here to do the, the Christmas service for uh, for our our people our citizen so like two blocks away from his house and he started actually punching me you know he started uh, pushing me punching me so I was just blocking him so if we have a shield so nobody gets stabbed yeah or no, yeah. no one gets in trouble like for me i i work night shift right so night shift is all, like you know it, it's different than the daytime mm -hmm. probably yeah. you don't get us all in, in the daytime but at night it's dangerous yeah cameras yeah. are there again for the recording but we need to do like shield 
We should yeah. protect the drivers. So you were assaulted on Halloween, but that wasn't the only assault you experienced that weekend, was it? Well, it, it happens like almost daily basis. What? Yeah, it almost happens on a daily basis. But still, we try not to get involved with, this, with that, uh, you know, uh, thing because you never know what we're going we're gonna to deal yeah. with. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. So we try to do best of our customer service, provide the same right, uh, right uh, to the citizens, and we'll make sure we get back home safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people will be wondering, so why don't you just go to the cops when this happens? Well, bring, bring in the cops, they'll sort everything out, you, everything will be fine. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I did call the cops. Uh, it took them like half an hour to get back to me. Yeah. When uh, I, I called them, and uh, when they came, uh, nice officers, no doubt about it. But the thing is, when all the description were given to the police officer, they were saying that uh, it's going to be a long process. You have to fill up, you know, you have to write a report, and the next day you got to wake up early in the morning. You have to go to the court, right? Yeah, and you have to fill up this one. You have to do this one. For as as a cab driver, you know, you. I work night shift, so for me, like it's a big hassle to mm-hmm. do, do like work at night yeah. and uh, go in the morning. But still, we have to do some like something about this. Yeah, yeah, we can't let the, let anyone get away with that. And it's, you guys don't you don't collect a salary, so if you're not driving, you're not making money. And if you're relying on that income, then if you have to take time out of your workday to to file police reports and deal with the police and stuff that's that's it's it's more than just getting robbed it's they're, they're robbing you of your whole day salary as well right mm-hmm. yeah even we take a day off right, right. that couple yeah. of days mm-hmm. couple of days or we have to go to the police or something we still got to pay them our daily basis rate mm-hmm. yeah so like if the second thought like there's no holidays we st- of course. We, yeah, we still got to pay them. So it's mean if I wake up early in the morning and I'm very tired because I, I didn't sleep all day. All night I worked, but next day I got to get back to the court and uh, take the dates, you know. But I can't work at night. I don't, but I still got to pay. But what about Workers' Compensation Board? Like if you're injured on the job, don't you, aren't you guys covered by WCB? Mm. Drivers are not covered. How's that, how's that possible? They are not covered by WCP. There's no insurance for them through anything. They are just out the money. If they get hurt on the job, you're an entrepreneur. Oh, of course. But you're not truly an entrepreneur. What you do is you pay someone to drive, or you pay for the service that the brokers provide, and you don't get, you pay by the month. So you don't get a cut. Some places, some of the drivers drive by the week, but you keep paying even if you're, even if you're, excuse me, if you get robbed and your camera is stolen out of your vehicle, it's an $800 bill. So the cameras cost $800 to replace? $800 Eight hundred dollars. And if it place. happened in Syed's cab, he'd have to pay the eight hundred dollars. He'd have yes. to pay the eight hundred dollars, oh, yeah. and so he pays that eight hundred dollars. He can't work till he gets another camera. Oh yes. Yeah. And so he's out that too. Yeah. Hmm. And, and uh, if, if we after the camera, we have to pay eight hundred dollars plus that night we didn't work. Still, I gotta pay the money for for that for the rentals. Right. Yeah. For that uh, that working night, I still gotta pay. I got to pay camera, 
I got to pay that night. It's all coming from my pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the city, uh, there was, uh, I think it was 2012, where they did a review of the, the taxi cab situation. Um, and they they were the ones who said that you guys all have to have cameras in your cars for yes. safety, right? Yep. And don't they also uh, uh, decide what, uh, what kind of ca- camera that you get? Like, it's not like you can just There's get only a... only one kind. Right, you can't oh, just get an, a GoPro off garage sale. No. <laughs> no, it has to be that particular uh, camera. And uh, right. if you want to get the information off that camera, that means downtime. Right? Because it's it's not supposed to be where you can get at it, right? right. So that's that's more downtime for them to get that information. And I've seen some uh, very chilling uh, videos of people, the cameras on them, and they've got a gun stuck into their guts. Wow. Is, is it this is here? That was in Saskatoon, that particular oh one that I've got. Okay. But we've had, uh, our members have had, you know, knives in their belly, guns in their belly, at their throat and it's uh it's i don't think i've learned way more about uh what cab drivers have to go through since i started representing them than i ever thought was possible and i don't think people really realize that they pay to have a job and hopefully they'll get enough money out of that to support their family and what they go through on a daily basis. Um, a lot of them are, like most of the drivers, are polite. They want they mm-hmm. want to be there for customer service because that's their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So they they want their customers to be treated well, and um, often they get, you know, the you pick somebody up at the bar, they throw up in your cab. Well, who wants to go in that car, <laughs> right? So that was the end of your night. Right. Right. And there's, there's, you know, some places like in Calgary, you get a hundred and fifty dollar fine. So that helps them to recoup, but still, you got to get that smell out of your car. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a number of issues, and I just we want our drivers to be safe. We want all workers to be safe. The the union I belong to, the United Steel Workers, we're about safety, and. Uh, we want our drivers to be safe, so we want them to have the option of the shield. We want it to be, we want the the city to do something. And also, what we need is they all have screens in their cars, and on those they could show where each of the drivers are, and then they could have a panic button that would be on the steering wheel, so that they could just while they're driving, if something bad's happening, they press that button. Everybody will know mm-hmm. who's in trouble, and they'll be able to come to their aid, hmm. and they'll be able to send the police there, and also the the other drivers would be able to come and help them, and maybe that would defuse a situation. So we want things like that to be put into the bylaws to help make them more safe, and also it it's about the the safety of the the people, right? Um, you don't want there being a problem in a cab mm-hmm. when they're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, say uh, we've spoken before yes. about cab driving, mm-hmm. and um, I, why would you want to do this job when 
<laughs> when you're in this much peril at night. Yeah. Oh, that was a very really good question, and I definitely have an answer for this. It's going to be a good answer, and I hope you will get it. Uh, again, if I decide to quit this job, what about Paul? If you want to drive this, what about you want to drive? So it's mm -hmm. mean, like somebody, somebody going to get hurt again. So I, I still committed with this industry that because I love doing customer service, you know. So I, as a like, I understand that that it's a very important job about the safety of the people. If I quit the job, somebody else gonna get hurt. Somebody gonna get, else get in trouble. Or Paul, you're gonna get in trouble if you said, okay, I'm gonna drive a cab. So I don't want to quit in right now, or even in the future. I will be committed with this industry. And I'm staying here and I'll be driving. Yeah. Most of the drivers I've met are very proud of the good job that they do. Yeah. They like that they provide a good, safe service. Yeah. They're proud of what they do. They're proud that they can, you know, eke out a living and and do this job. And my hats are off to them, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, again, like uh, living, equity is not the option. It's 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 not it's not the option that you can where you feel trouble that you just want to run away with that you got to stand for that and you have to find a solution for this. Yeah, it's it is the job. Like some again, like someone else can get hurt. Quitting is not the option. That's the bottom line. I would say. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, well, well, I'm sure you wouldn't mind a day shift at some point. <laughs> well, well, again, somebody got to do this. That's true. Somebody yeah. got to do this. Well, mm -hmm. the night I'm working at a night shift. Now I'm used to it, so I will say I will do it at night. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, incidentally the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio. Um, you mentioned, Leslie, eking out a living. Uh, one of the things we've spoken about uh, at the QCIB a few times before is seasonal taxi licenses and how much they're being, uh, cab drivers are being charged um, by brokers to buy these taxi licenses that the, the city produces basically for free and then the drivers have to pay. How much is it a month? Up to $3,500 a month. A month. A month. You've got, you rent the license anywhere from $2,000 to $2,400. Then you have the fees for the dispatch service. And we believe that they deserve a fair... We want to have good dispatchers right. mm -hmm. at those offices so that they're professional dispatchers. And, you know, there's professional people there to make sure that those calls are done as quickly as possible and we get the the great service to the customers. But... When you're still paying every time you use your debit card or your credit mm -hmm. card, there's a fee taken off the top, and it varies. It's I've heard up to six percent. And you were saying that it's they take the fee off of the fare and the tip. Yeah, it's oh. a, it, it basically it happens like you when you make a transaction. Let's say you put five dollars. And customer, they put 50 cents. So it's mean it shows on the receipt to transaction because 50 cents is your tip. Right. So it's mean the both ones have a 6%. Yeah. So they charge 50 cents, 6%, you're taking. Yeah. I think that, that that's tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not a good idea, taking 6% on your 50 cent tip. No. Yeah. And plus top of that, we're paying the, uh, the $80 for the, for the credit card machine. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t 
to fix this, there's a um, there's a meeting going on right now. Right now, uh, actually, right now, as yes. this meeting is taking place, <laughs> yeah. there's a, there's a meeting that the city is holding with drivers to address some of the concerns about the taxi cab bylaw. There's supposed to be a report coming forward next year, sometime in yeah. March. We April. actually had met with council, and they yeah. had agreed that they would give the plates out on open lottery to drivers in the city, and then they flip flopped on it. Right, and they said they'd refer it back to administration and refer yeah. it back to administration. And now they're doing another review. There's already a, a study that was done in 2010, yeah. 2011, and it recommended that these licenses go to drivers. Right. And so the, the, the drivers would get these licenses at random, and then nobody could, like, then, and one of the motions was that nobody could resell them for more than they got them from the city. Exactly. Yeah. So are you guys hopeful right now that things will improve through this process, or...? Well, what we'd like to do is make sure that the public knows how things go. Mm-hmm. We'd like people to know that uh, this this review is going on, and we believe that the, the drivers would be able to, uh, if they weren't paying such high prices, then maybe they would be able to give better customer service. We think it'll be an improvement to the system. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Again, like the other brokers they already have one car to drive why would they need a second plate to give it to the other people like if i have a car i'm already driving mm-hmm. so i would give you the plate paul and uh, you know then what do you do you put your own car your camera all equipment is you i will be just charging you like 1500 dollars a month or something whatever they're gonna give a good deal i already have a cab to drive why would why would the city will give a free plate to them? That's why they charge so much extra from this from the driver. They don't. They already driving. They have their own car. Right. But why would they need a second plate? It's mean they will hack up the prices that the lease is gonna go up, and they will charge. And still, it's happening. Like they're charging way extra. And uh, again, I am saying like, it's a free plate. Why not give it to me? All right, then I will become real entrepreneur. Right, and mm-hmm. I will make more service to to the people because the lo- the fees is so high. So people, they they always when they start, they have a headaches, they have a depression. Like we have to work so, so many hours to just cover the car, cover the lease, right. which is end of the day. As me, I'm taking experience. I don't take anything end of the day. It's yeah. just sometimes I just gotta put from my pocket. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. It should come to the drivers. Yeah. yeah. This is a huge issue. I don't know if we can really cover it um, adequately in the time that we have in our meetings. Um, but I don't know. Uh, so far, how do you think that they've scored on our rubric? I'm uh, Leslie, because I, I think we have to wrap it up. We're getting for, yeah, that is true. We are running out of time. Uh, so, yes, I've, I've, I've scored you guys, and I think uh, you qualify as improvement vectors for the city. Yeah. So right. You actually... <laughs> You you even get certificates. It's one for suitable for framing. Great. So, wow. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you we very have, much. But don't leave. We still have to sign this. Thank, so you, can't yeah. oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Thanks very much. Oh, this is an important issue to yeah. the community. 
not only to the drivers, but to the taxi driving community I, I and to the people yeah. that are on there, the customers. And we'll Thank keep talking you. about this on the show, and you know, yeah. hopefully, we can have you guys on again. Yeah. When yeah. we when we know more, when this report comes out, that'd be great. To get that'd your, be great. Yeah. yeah. But if you but if you're on again, we don't give you a new certificate. That's that's it. Yeah. Oh, so. I was thinking for the next one too. Well, maybe it was something. Well, we'll, 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 right, something we'll see for you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Thanks a lot for coming much. in. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, we should just mention again, um, uh, Iqbal Singh Sharma, who's still in the hospital, there is a GoFundMe campaign online. If you look it up, uh, you should be able to find it. We should put notes on our website that people can like find this GoFundMe page. I, I think so, yeah. 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 So, anyways, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah. Great honor. We will uh, move on with our agenda. Absolutely. Two, innovative revenue tools. That's the part where we take tools that are innovative for generating revenue? Yes. For the city? Yeah. Once again, I think we should use that instead of innovative revenue tools. That's much too concise. Sure. Okay. Okay, well, we'll work on that for next week. Cool. Um, I've got one. Lay it on us. All right. So you may have heard that back in 2012, the city of Regina entered into a deal with the Western Potash Corporation so that Western Potash Corporation would draw some of our wastewater off from our outpipe, the the water outpipe from the city. This was this one big pipe. Yep. Okay. And it has like a big sign over it that says out. Okay. And uh, they would take the water and they would use it for solution mining. So they like inject it into their mm-hmm. mine and out, up, comes, up comes a bubble in potash. Uh, so we'd supply the water. They'd pay us for it, us at the city. So they've already paid us $500,000 to you know, say, hey, this is our deposit on your water. Mm-hmm. And they've made a deal that they would be drawing off our water for 45 years. They were supposed to begin paying annual fees and drawing off our water on January 1st, 2017. And if they can't start taking our water... What happens? They pay us money. Nice. $200,000 a year until they can start actually taking the water and paying so us for it. So they pay us for, the, for our water or they pay us for nothing. Right. This is a great deal. It's a great scam. Yes. A deal. Sorry, <laughs> deal. And uh, But no, it was, it's, a, it's called a standby fee and it's to make mm. sure that nobody else comes along and takes their water. Right. Right. Fair enough. So... Um, but times have changed since 2012. The potash market ain't, you know, the rosy land of potashy gold that it it's was. It's not what it used to be. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Western Potash Corporation, uh, they're, one of their mines, they're rescoping and adjusting the timing of it. It's called the Milestone Potash Product Project, sorry, and it's uh, due to the changing economy. They're figuring out what they can do with it. Right. So they can't pay the money January 1st. And the city... At Finance Committee this week, uh, administration recommended that we renegotiate the deal to give Western Potash more time till the end of June before they have to start paying their money. Well, that sounds like capital point. Yes, a little <laughs> bit. Um, they don't want they, the city says they don't want to jeopardize this deal because in the long term this will be a revenue stream. So they don't want to screw over uh, Western Potash. Um, but in the short term, we're out of revenue stream. So, oh, so I have an idea. I have a proposal. What we do is we go to Western Potash and we say, okay, we're going to let you off the hook for $200,000. And mm-hmm. we're going to drop that down to, say, like 200 bucks for the QCIB. And then you and me, we go out and uh-huh. we buy a bunch of Britas. Oh, nice. We go out and we get Brita, a bunch of Brita, Brita fillers. Jugs? Yeah, okay. Brita jugs. And then there's all this gray water that's sitting out there doing nothing, just coming out our outpipe. And we can just scoop that water up. 
put it in bottles and sell it as healthful, natural Capel Valley drinking water. I call it Queen City Springs. Very nice. Yeah, it has like all these like healthful benefits because I mean it's really sort of like a little bit of Regina in every cup. That's a horrible thing to even contemplate. Um, and you know, when we run out of Britas, we can sell the unfiltered stuff as Queen City Springs fizzy. <laughs> and this will give us that for that bridging period, so that we'll have like a, a revenue stream. This is between now and the end of June. That is the most appetizing, innovative revenue tool yet. All right. Okay. Well, if it doesn't catch on, <laughs> we fortunately it. have some more revenue tools coming up. Hey, this is Dan Shire with Queen City Pride, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. All right, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Good morning. I heard Dan Shire say that yeah. was. I believe, I believe his name is pronounced Dan Shear. We will send him a memo. Okay. He'll appreciate that. He will. He will. Yeah. He, he liked it when we let him know last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> certainly did. You were his favorite QCIV guy. Yay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's next on our agenda? Uh, we have another uh, improvement uh, vector candidate. Well, actually, he is an improvement vector. He is? Uh, yes. Uh, he looks he very is. familiar. Uh, and I, I have his name here down as Throne Brigands, but I think I've messed up the letters in his name. Throne uh, Brigands? Throne Brigands. So they they steal thrones or they rob people who are on them? No, they are brigands that are thrown. As oh, okay. Yeah. So, and, but if you change it around, you get, uh, we get Brandon Wright. That's, is that you? Is that you? That's not wrong. Excellent. Oh, good. Being not wrong awesome. is what we strive for. Nice. <laughs> Success. So you are with Bike Regina. Yes, Bike Regina. I am the director of education. Oh, good. Because we need you to educate us on some stuff. Sure, I'll try. Okay, we've heard rumors. We've heard rumors that it's getting kind of cold, that it might even be this thing they call winter up top on the surface. Right. Yeah, so, we're getting that this year. Yeah, so you guys just close up shop. That's it. No more bike Regina, no more biking. Just pack done. it all away, done. Done for the year. Not at all, and thanks for reminding us, Winter, because uh, <laughs> it doesn't really make a difference to us cyclists. What? I did put on the long johns tonight. Oh, yeah? Did and you actually cycle here? Of course. No. Yes, people. it's my mode. <laughs> no, you're insane. <laughs> it is really cold out. We can, like, there's frost forming on the intake pipes. How cold is yeah. it? Have, have you guys checked the temperature? I was wondering because... I, I think it's about 900,000 below zero. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I was hoping for just, like, a real realistic reference point. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> well, we could we could do uh, minus 21. Minus 21. Mm -hmm. See, that's not that I bet you I'm right with wind chill. Uh, minus 9,000. Minus 900,000. Yeah. Yeah. See? Told you. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's drafty good, down here. A good several hundred, uh, several hundred thousand below absolute zero. That's yeah. how cold it is. Yep. Wow. Stupid wind. Yeah. I'm not going out again until June, actually. <laughs> until but June. you bike. You're biking. I am biking. And you've never tried then, Paul? Aiden? Either of you? Uh, actually, I, I confess. I have, I have biked in the winter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm like not it's a sin. crazy. Uh, yes. Well, I was, I think, might, might have been at gunpoint. I don't know. I was younger. I was a child. I didn't know any better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think in his religion it is a sin to bike in the winter. Yes. Yeah. 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 
So that's why, and that's when we when we celebrate Miscellaneous Mass, which is coming up. We confess all our sins. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And he was just telling me this morning about this crazy time when he was biking in the winter. But <laughs> and you, you just don't want to be a sinner because you're a regular cyclist as well. You just turn it off, hit minus. Yeah, yeah. Minus five. Yeah, yeah. Minus 10. Well, I've got this like I've got this uh, you know cruisy bike that's all like orange and yes. bright with a with a box and perfect I, for my winter long riding. hair flows behind me, and I wear those summer dresses. And yeah. dresses. Okay. Yeah. It's, a li- it's a little odd, actually, seeing you bike around in summertime. I know, yeah. but you know, that's what I get. That's that's the feeling that hits me. <laughs> when the summertime comes, I take out the orange bike, put on my my flowery dress, <laughs> and get the long flowing hair from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really liked your tour uh, tour to Lorne and Smith. Oh right, Ooh. yeah, yeah, that was yeah, nice. The tour of Lorne and Smith. You made it the whole the whole way. Yeah, yeah. all. I think in grand total it's four blocks, five blocks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And 1. met 4 so, so many colorful characters. Yeah. So speaking of, well, I'm going to get to that later because sure. I was going to ask you one of the questions that one of those characters asked me about. Sure. But um, the reason we did get you here was because we had heard these rumors that you were a madman who bikes in the winter, and we wanted to find out how. How do you do this? How do you bike in the winter? Sure. Uh, well, we will talk about that. But first off, if you want to learn more in a, in a different setting, we are having a workshop um, next Tuesday, December 13th, I believe, at uh, the Sassport Hall of Fame. So at 7 p.m., show up. It's going to be myself and a, a gentleman from Western Cycle. His name's Bert, and we're going to educate you on just that. But we can talk a little bit about here. Well, one question. Was that the Sask Sport Hall of Fame or the Sask Spork Hall of Fame? Because I wasn't sure what you said. I... Do they do both? I love the Sask Sport Hall of Fame. It's it's probably my favorite, like, like the whole shrine to sporks. Yeah, nice. There's not a lot of them. People not, don't know that about the Queen City. No it's longer a spoon, museum. not yet a fork. It's just beautiful. And they're on it's display at 2205. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, okay, but you guys are having this. <laughs> you're having this. Uh, it is the Sask Sport Hall of Fame, yes. yes. Yeah, bring the Sask your Sport Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can bring sporks. No, they don't mind. Well, that's part of cycling. You know, you don't want to carry too much gear. So if you have a spork, Good right? Point. Yeah, yeah. Acts as both fork and spoon. Cool. Yeah. If that's what we're talking about. Yes, we are always okay. talking about sporks down here. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, what are the kinds? What are the hints? Tips? What are you going to be? Well, give us a, a scoop on what people need to know. Sure. I mean, clothing is is pretty obvious. You're going to need some extra clothing, layers, uh, stuff that's windproof. If your jacket's insulated, that's good. Um, but then also windproof is important. You don't want that mm-hmm. wind getting in and chilling your core. Um, long johns, as I mentioned, wore my long johns tonight. That was really nice compared to my ride earlier today. The long johns helped. Footwear, nothing crazy there. But that is the part that always gets the coldest on me. So if you have a trick for what you do with your feet, if there's any other winter cyclists out there, let me know. Um, I've heard of guys hooking up like little electric heaters and... Uh, Heating their feet that way. Hands, too. Always very cold, but they make a thing called pogies. I think uh, in the paddling world, it's like a neoprene sleeve that goes over your paddles. You can get those for your your bike handlebars as well. You know what I do when I'm cold in the winter? I just cut me open a tauntaun, climb right in. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. And if you like the tauntaun and you strategically place your legs... Down into the tauntaun's legs. You can you can walk. You can walk. That's right. Yeah. Cut some eye say, holes. Yep. Yeah. People say, "Hey, look at that tauntaun biking around," and and somebody will think it's a pun. Like, you yeah. Know, 
Yeah. But it won't be. Or they'll think it's cosplay, and you can be like, you can be laughing inside. No, this is a real tauntaun. <laughs> okay, similar to a tauntaun, maybe a balaclava. Oh, balaclava, yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's, like, that's like a tiny tauntaun. Yeah. yeah. Tiny tauntaun. <laughs> or your face. <laughs> I've seen people uh, wear goggles. Okay. Even yeah. tinier yeah. tauntaun. <laughs> Han Solo wore goggles. He did. Yeah. He wore the yeah. littlest tauntauns of all. Yeah. Yes. I have prescription glasses, so I don't wear goggles. But ah, that okay. is also a risk of riding in the winter is your glasses not only fogging over, but then icing. Right. So mm. sometimes I have to pull over and take off my glasses, scrape the inside. That's where they right. ice yeah. and, and resume riding. So yeah. that covers the clothing. You just bundle up and, and get out there. Yeah. Bikes. You want a bike. Really, any bike works, but one that's easy enough to pedal because you're going to be trudging through snow. So if you've got a single speed, like your Orange Cruiser there, maybe the gearing works, maybe not. Maybe you'd want something with some gears or a... Yeah, because your gears, gears will freeze up, hey? They can, yeah. yeah. Gears and brakes, too, so you have to be cautious of that as you're shifting. Um, that's a risk. My brakes do freeze up all the time, too, so you want to be constantly braking just to kind of keep those cables moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, studded tires. That's a big one. Um, and you can buy those? You, can you don't have them. to just like stick tacks through your... You can do that too. <laughs> right. Yeah, my first... But probably should go with the official studded tires. The official studded tires are nice. Yeah. They're little carbide studs and they're really sharp and hard. And um, They are expensive though, so it is an investment. If you're just starting out winter cycling, uh, I would look online. They have different DIY versions. Uh, my first DIY version, I used pop rivets. So actually drilled hmm. holes oh, in, really? a, in a rubber tire, a uh, knobby tire, drilled through the knobby parts, and then put through steel rivets. And those rivets acted as the studs. Hmm. That's a lot of work, I would think. A ton of work. Yeah. And a lot of rivets. And you must have felt really cool. <laughs> oh, man, they were so cool. <laughs> but uh, people use metal screws as well. Right. So you mill, or, uh, yeah, screw it through the meaty part of the tire so that it has a lot to hold on to. Right. And, yeah, so for probably $10, you could have a pair if you have a, an old pair of tires kicking around. Cool. Right. And you don't want to be taking out, like, your fanciest racing bike either in the winter. Well, I don't have any fancy bikes. People do say that. I ride the same bike year-round. Because um, on all bikes, things are replaceable. Maybe on yeah. the fancy, fancy bikes, not so much. But, yeah, they do get a little more wear and tear in, in the wintertime. But you can you can replace anything on a bike relatively easily yeah uh, do you find the bicycle hard to start in the winter uh yes actually it takes an extra kick yeah. good enough yeah i figured i figured i tried to start my bicycle like in like last year in cold weather uh-huh. and i just couldn't couldn't get it to go at all jumper cables jumper cables Boost yeah it. That, that actually yeah. does not work as well as you think with a bicycle. Oh, just you just put them on your legs. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that's actually the, the solution <laughs> that, that works the best. Or on your feet to keep them from getting cold. Yeah. Hey, that could work. Yeah. <laughs> they're on fire, but hey, they're yeah. not cold. That's exactly it. Yeah, so we've covered yeah. gear, the mm-hmm. bike, yep. yeah. some techniques, since it's a little different. Yeah. Number one, you want to slow down. Um, always try to be a judge of your own road surface if you think you're on ice slow down more but if you're on dry pavement you can pick it up if you are riding studs though even on dry pavement uh you don't want to lean into the turns as much as you Mm. might in the summertime because those studs will lose traction oh so you want to stay upright and kind of turn with the handlebars as opposed to leaning um when we get a lot of snow and you're kind of in the crud of it on the shoulder there between the parking lane and the drivers um it's nice to be able to lift your front tire 
Uh-huh. So if you've got a bike that's more upright with a flat handlebar that you can kind of lift your front tire to get over chunks of snow and ice, that helps a lot too. Right. Yeah. Um, and what about routes through the city? Like, where's a good place to cycle in the winter where you uh, yes. you know you can be pretty sure that the roads or the paths are going to be paved or not paved, uh, shoveled or cleared. Cleared. And uh, yeah, not too many. Um, I don't know. Uh, tauntauns. Tauntauns <laughs> laying out. Yeah. yeah. In your way. <laughs> well, they're pretty good at clearing the multi-use pathway. Right. Um, I find that's. I don't know the frequency that they clear that, but it's pretty clear. For our on-road bike lanes, which there are 8.9 kilometers, you've got the two that you toured, Smith and Lauren. So I did a quarter? Uh, No, Smith and Lauren is 1.4 kilometers. Oh, okay. So So you did did 15%. Okay, so 15%. And it took me, I stopped a few times, Yeah. um, about half an hour with stops, and I had a coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the actual cycling was under five minutes. Yeah, yeah, wow. Good job. Um, So in addition to those, we have... (laughs) I don't think he's sincere. (laughs) Oh, i got to get my exercise, right? This is true. Yeah. We've got Wascana Parkway. That's a long one. And McCarthy Boulevard, they call a lane, but that's really a parking lane. Yeah. So that's counted in that 8.9 kilometers. Yeah, that's mostly gravel and cars. Yes. Yeah. But McCarthy and Wascana Parkway are both um, Category 1 or Category 1 or 2 for snow removal in the wintertime. So that would mean they're cleared every 24 hours, or sorry, within 24 hours of a major snowfall or snow event. I think Category 1 is 24, Category 2 is 36 hours. Smith and Lorne, however, um, are Category 3. So that's... So no promises within, I believe... 48 hours of snowfall. Right. Actually, yeah. I've got the bylaw here, and it literally says no promises. Category 3, hours. colon, yes. no promises. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing we were doing today, Bike Regina. We were at the uh, Public Works and Infrastructure meeting. and oh, cool. uh, Kind of putting forth an argument that those two lanes should be upgraded to Category 1 or 2 as well, so that they mm. are a priority for cyclists who need to use them throughout the winter. Right. Oh. So they motioned that to uh, go to official budget review. And hopefully we see that come true in the future. Right. How did the committee respond to that ask? Like, did they seem cool uh, with it? Or? Yeah, some of the council members seemed really into it. Uh, administrative, they just gave the facts and said it would cost money. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But conveniently, Smith and Lauren are between Category 1 streets, Vic, and right. College. Right. So maybe they could work it into the mix without oh, sure. too much of a hassle. So they don't, like, when they're doing the Category 1 streets, they don't just, like, scornfully lift up their scoops <laughs> as they go <laughs> over Snubbing this. Smith and Lauren. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, I should mention we're uh, a Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and we're here this evening with uh, Downright Barn. Downright Barn. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon Wright. Oh, I mix hey. up the letters again. That's I'm fine. sorry, Brandon. I've heard that one before, Downright Barn. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Or the Barn Homeboy. People call me, too. I don't yeah? Know. The yeah. Barn Homeboy. Yeah. Really? I that like could that. be your band. It could be. The Barn Homeboy. The, the, the barn Downright homeboy. Barn. Downright Barns. I'll think about that. Yeah. yeah. There's Downright Brand as well. You, you downright Brand. You can see how you can get that out of Downright Barn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be not great cereal. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Okay, so routes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. What about, okay, so beyond, like, the sort of designated routes, the ones, like, are there any, like, tricks that you know, like, secrets in the city that are good for winter cycling? Not really. I I use any street to bike. Um, I think it's kind of nice in winter, actually, because with the extra crit on the side of the road and with the ruts, you have, not that you need an excuse to take the lane, but that's the really only place to be in the winter as a cyclist is right in the lane because the rest of it's too messy. Right. So, and that is where you have the right to be as a cyclist is in the lane. So it takes a little extra confidence. But if you can be visible and be confident in that driving lane, then you are free to ride on any street in the city. Yeah, let's, I want to go over this three or four times. <laughs> but so the rule is cyclists get an entire lane according to the rules. Yes. Can you yeah. say that again? Cyclists get an entire lane according to the rules, and you can ride two abreast. So if you have a partner, oh. you guys can really hog the lane. And right. That, one, I, that one's for you, Keith Ray. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad everybody out there driving cars knows this now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's part of the Traffic Safety Act, and uh, it really is to protect the safety of the cyclist. Right. And um, so when pe- when cyclists let drivers take the lane with them, or they move over into a parking lane, that's a courtesy that cyclists are doing there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I always favor the right. I stick out enough that they can't swipe me. Um, right. They're forced to slow down and, and pass when it's safe, and. Uh, some see it as an inconvenience. Uh, some see it as a major inconvenience and want to honk yeah. and scream. But um, so you're telling me that drivers don't love seeing you out there in the middle of winter cycling on their roads. I don't know. <laughs> I think what happens. <laughs> Maybe is that's the what thrill. they mean when they blast by and right and uh, yell and scream. Hey, good job. That's what they're doing. Hey, yeah. good job, man. <laughs> you're the best. Keep going. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Uh, I think I think actually what happens is the drivers, you know, they're going, they're in this like miracle, this modern miracle called the car, and they're able to go at like incredible speeds that a hundred years ago we couldn't even dream of. It's true. So when they have to slow down even a tiny bit, it gives them time to reflect on how good they have it. Yes. So that's that's why they're they're in a good mood. Yeah. Good so yeah. humble. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think in winter too, like everyone's forced to slow down a little bit. And when they see a cyclist and they humanize that person as a cyclist and say, wow, like they are out battling the elements, good for them. There's nothing more Canadian, really, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. true. Except maybe driving a Zamboni. That's Ooh, the most Canadian thing of all. That's true. If you actually really want to anger drivers, just get a Zamboni and drive <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> just maybe in the middle, just right yeah. between the lanes. Yeah. Well, and you know, according to the traffic act, a Zamboni gets its own lane. Wow. Yep. I no matter how slow it's going. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I might join the Zamboni advocacy group. Yeah. That's right. Zam- like, never mind bike Regina, Zamboni Regina. Going yeah. around and polishing the streets <laughs> so that they're smooth as glass. Right. There'd be very, very few accidents, though, because a Zamboni could never run yeah. anybody over. That's so true. It would take a while. Yeah. Good five minutes. So do you recommend this insane sport to people, or are you just a thrill seeker? It's not an insane sport, and I recommend it to everyone, uh, especially people who are already cycling through the the other seasons. Um, I encourage them to carry on through the winter. Go as far as they can into it. Um, Try to withstand the cold. Try to tough it out. Um, I think it's good for for grit to, to get out there and face it 
You know, mm-hmm. it, it's cold out. We try to hide from it. We hide indoors. We hide in our vehicles. But if you can get out and embrace it, uh, there are benefits to be had from the exercise, the fresh air, um, the increased metabolic burn rate because you're out in cold temperatures if mm-hmm. if you're looking to burn some calories. Yeah. Um, but it is refreshing, even though it is cold. You know, short trips, maybe have uh, an easy out, if a friend you can call if you're really going to um, strand yourself out somewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. Or there's always a place to pop indoors and, and, and thaw out if you need to. Yeah. Nice. All right. Okay, so I wanted to bring up that question that was raised on my tour. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yes, but also there's um, we do have a uh, QCIB AMA or AMA QCIB. Oh, we do? To tackle. Yes. How about we do that first because that's exciting. All right. So we uh, this week we had another AMA QCIB. Uh, that means ask uh, me anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, and this one was from uh, uh, well he called himself I think Muggsy Bogus on Twitter, but oh, I yeah, yeah. I think he's more more known as Pat Book. Uh, so anyway, he, he asked roughly, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing his question here, is roughly how many uh, anagrams can you get out of a name? Um, I'm confused. I don't know why he's asking us about anagrams, but uh, well, Pat, uh, most anagrams, uh, well, most names, uh, you know, Western, you know, North American names have around 12 to 15 characters. Uh, if you take anagrams uh, between two and four words uh, to derive from that, you can get anywhere from 900 up to about 2,000, so a median of around 1,400. Uh, that could be your answer, but when you start taking into account uh, generating Names, not just words, but actual names. Uh, things get really weird and freaky because a name can be almost anything you want. It just has to sound like a name, and that's your answer. I can't believe you did the math. I did the math. Median of fourteen hundred. <laughs> that's wow. exciting. Yeah, but again, uh, our why... Amiga computer was put through its paces e- this week. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good old, good old DOS. Um, yeah. Good old Dossy. That's our computer. Uh, but. Again, why why he's asking what anagrams? No idea. No idea. Yeah. So, okay. So my question for you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I was uh, as I was doing my tour of the bike lanes, uh, I was stopped by some gentlemen, and we we had a long conversation. Ooh, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yes. And one of the gentlemen asked. He pointed out that here you are. Why are why are drivers, you know, so um, annoyed by cyclists? It's because you cyclists are using the roads. But you're not paying for them. Oh yeah. Yeah, cyclists don't have to pay taxes. No, right? you're just you're just a parasite on yes. our paving in, paved infrastructure. It's one of the reasons I do it. Cause I'm kind of cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's an interesting comment. It is a comment. Right. Yep. How did you respond to that? Uh, I just kept the tape rolling. <laughs> You said was like, darn straight, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Threw my arm around and we spit in the gutter. It was great. Yeah. 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 So shouldn't he want to be a cyclist then too? If, if we get off free and easy. I know. Yeah. You'd think you'd, you'd you think. should. Yeah, you'd think you'd think he would want to get a bike right away and begin his life of like being a leisure system. Yeah. 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 Or maybe we should restructure our tax system or a portion of it to tax road users differently. If you ride a bike, you pay us a, a tax, but it's. Um, you know, calculate in such a way that general, like based on the amount of wear that you actually in- incur. Right. The wear that you're putting on the infrastructure. Right. And then 
we'll see what he's driving and right you know weigh it out yeah right so we could all have like a chip in our vehicle yes yeah it could just we like... should go by weight <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant it's like yeah. you should pay their taxes. So instead right. of it's like, paying... it's like eating at the Mongolia Grill, you pay by weight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of all of us paying property taxes, throwing it into a common pot and paying for our roads, yeah. we'd pay by the weight of our vehicle instead of by the size of our house. The vehicle. This is genius. Yeah. We could pay by the weight of everything. The size, sure. the, the weight of the house, the weight of <laughs> <Yes>. all of <laughs> our belongings. How much do you have? Once wow. a year, the Queen City Pharaoh would like demand we all come down and carry our things <laughs> and throw them on the golden scales. Yes. And if it weighed over a certain amount, like your just your life would be forfeit <laughs> and your soul. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Get eaten by crocodiles or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think if, if only <laughs> the world ran exactly how we wanted it. Sad. It does not. Uh, um, I, I love that idea. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna. That's two innovative revenue tools in a meeting. We're gonna write that one up. I'm gonna go home and weigh everything just to see where I'm at. Yeah, I'm actually really curious now. Yeah, yeah. I've spent a lot of time with my bathroom scale, looking stuff over <laughs> fifty pounds. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, for all of this useful information. Yes. Thanks for um, having Yeah. Um, and well, I think we've we've updated our certificate for you. Oh, I do get a new one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You scared so, me there. I heard. Uh, no. The last time you were here, you you shared in a bike Regina mm. um, improvement so vector uh, certificate. And uh, hang on a sec. I got a sign. Yep. There we go. Sorry. I think. Um, I got a little over enthusiastic, and I think I may have mixed up the letters in your name. So I hope that's okay. What do we got here? Worth branding. I realize, actually, yeah, I did mix up the letters there. It should be Brandon Wright. Well, but I like it. Know. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks yes, for coming absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Anytime. And maybe we'll talk again in the summer when the snow is melted and we are allowed to leave, and maybe we can cycle again. Yeah, or go for a bike ride, or come on a bike Regina group ride. Hey, that oh, that's great. actually a really good yeah. idea. Sounds good. Yeah. I've got a folding bike just waiting to get out on the road. Cool. Nice. So. All right, so I should make a motion to adjourn. If you wish. I'm making that motion. And what are you going to do with that motion? Well, I'm going to say motion passed. Woot. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Our guests tonight were Saeed Tab, Blessing Knob, and Brandon Wright. Uh, also thanks to uh, Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for providing our ever-great theme music. Um, what else is going on? Uh, you can find us on iTunes at uh, Queen City Improvement Bureau or on Twitter, Queen City IB, also on cjtr.ca slash podcasts. Coming up next, we've got the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit. Keep improving, Regina. <laughs> <laughs>